Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Comics Deserve Better podcast, where we talk about the world of indie comics. Yes, the best comics, in my personal opinion. And with me, as always, are Carrie. Hello. And Richard. Hoi, hoi. <laughs> oh, hi, hi. <laughs> oh, hi, hi. So, um, for forewarning everybody listening, as well as my uh, my fellow hosts, um, I'm running about fifty percent right now, which either means I'm gonna like just totally shut down <laughs> towards the end of this uh, recording, or I'm just gonna get totally weird and hyper at the end. So we'll find out. Stick to the end. See what happens to Brian's personality. <laughs> um, but before we begin. I always want to break the ice, so I have a question for you. Okay. So I I got into a Wikipedia like rabbit hole earlier today when I was on lunch, and I started looking up the Nexium cult, oh. and I was like, wait, isn't Nexium also the name of a over the counter medicine like for for like acid reflux and stomach problems? Mm. And I was like, uh, so my question for you is, if you're gonna start a cult and you had to name it after an over the counter drug, what would you name it? Ooh, I like to see the Menafin. Ooh, Claritin. That's Claritin a good one. Actually, sounds like a really good. Yeah. Like, uh, really. Like, I feel like you sell it. Like, it's gonna be like we're gonna be out in the wilderness, breathing fresh air. Yeah. You're never gonna breathe the way you breathe like this, and then all of a sudden you have them into like a, a Jonestown cult. Exactly. Well, also too, like the tagline for the medicine was like "Get clear with Claritin," yeah. and you could also yeah. take that with get like, clear the, whole... the deep state, brother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh I like the word acetaminophen because it's fun to say. Acetaminophen is a fun word. I just don't know how that would tie in. Um, uh, but it sounds ooh. good though. Ooh, like, ooh, 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 go, ooh. go, go, go. Only tangentially uh, uh, related. But today I went to uh, a co- I, I was up in West Palm Beach, which is a bit of a ways away from me running some errands. There's a big comic book shop out there. So I, you know, if I'm ever in the area, I go to visit. So I walk in buy some stuff i'm chatting with the clerk and another gentleman is buying his stuff he seems to be a regular they're chatting and then he's just like this on his literally like this is his side off as he's walking out the door he's like man that ted kaziski has some really idea really good ideas too bad he was over here blowing people up oh the my ideas god are solid though and then he walks out the door and i'm like wow what the fuck <laughs> oh. and then uh the, the clerk goes like looked at me he's like yeah you gotta love angry people <laughs> i was just oh, like maybe i don't know why? i don't know i don't understand what just occurred yeah that why? The, the, that's that use your inside brain voice on that one don't say that out loud <laughs> the thing is it's also it's one of those things where i'm like oh yeah i'm really not in my part of town because like yeah, exactly. my weirdos are yeah. a little bit different type of weirdos like yeah once you sure. you know when you're in south florida and you're in miami you have to go north to go south like the rest of the florida is mostly like the deep south <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> once you get yeah. past uh west palm beach and i was yeah. just like oh like i'm like right where the lines are bleeding this yeah. is weird, and I need an adult. You, you're yeah. basically you're in southern Alabama, southern Georgia, essentially, <laughs> instead of Florida, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, uh, um, yes, that's scary. Oh wow! But yeah, also, that's really scary. Um, what a story! Yeah, what a Wednesday afternoon! <laughs> yeah. That is that's just yeah. like a, that's, that's a, but literally like he's saying it as he's walking out the door. Like, like you said, Brian, he could have just kept that to himself. Yeah, but yeah. he needed us to know. 
And he's also there on the busiest day of the week for a comic book store. So it's not like he was like, oh, just a meet between me, you, and like the trees on the books. You know, like I just thought Tessa Kaczynski was an all right guy. You know, it's like, let's, let's no. You wow. think he was an all right guy. He just said he had swell ideas except for blowing people up. But oh I was just like, God. but that was the whole thing. Yeah. The whole thing was the blowing the people up. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that the was other stuff idea. was the ancillary stuff. The reason why we know about him is the blowing the people up. I wonder if he was also uh, a victim of MK Ultra. (laughs) Oh God! God only knows. Yeah, Um, it's like it's like if um if um like someone was just like, hey, you know, the burgers at McDonald's are poisoned. But they use the highest quality cheese. Well, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It tastes so good, Um, but they'll kill you. Um, like, right? Like, no, no, those those two things don't go together. Yeah, like, yeah. Weird. you keep your chocolate out of my peanut butter, my poison peanut butter. Yep. There you but, go. <laughs> but also talking about cults, the nice thing about um my dad being so grief stricken is he's kind of at my whim sometimes as far as uh, conversation goes. Mm-hmm. So we've been explaining a lot about like different cults to him, yes. and like different serial killers because. It's what I listen to as a podcast, so he enjoys mm-hmm. it. He feels that he's learning something. So, is Cedamenefin? Is that your answer then? I would say Cedamenefin. I just okay. don't know what kind of cult. I, yeah. You know, honestly, I'd want a sex cult. Okay, like the like, and then make um dinnerware. Yeah, also? like the Oneidas. Yes. Yeah, I just want to <laughs> fuck and not have kids. Yes. That's and make that's plates. great. And make plates. Make pottery. Fork it. Get it forked. Oh, okay. cute. All right. Cute. Uh, okay. <laughs> no, oh, I was um, going to ask. You, you, you already answered the question, but I was going to say, in a sex cult, are you just watching or are you getting real? <laughs> well, Whatever everything. You want. Anything you want. As long as it's all consensual and between yeah, adults. Exactly. Um, mine would be... Uh, my my cult would be preparation H because we, we be, doomsday cult yeah, and we be preparing you for heaven. Um, <laughs> That's what the H stands for. I love it. <laughs> okay. Oh. I love cult. Okay. Well, you should isolate that. So cool. If that if that helps. Um. But why would we isolate that? We just know that's the truth. <laughs> you know, it's, like, it's not like we can blackmail you. You'd be like, know. yep. <laughs> I love them. They're so fun to yeah. talk about. All right. Um, well, we do have a great episode. Thank you all for joining us. I hope uh, you're all having a good day, whatever day you're re- listening to this. Uh, so we'll get we'll go ahead and get started with our uh, regular stuff. I can't talk today. Um, he's already shutting down. All right. <laughs> okay. Oh, he snorted. Okay. Uh, I was a snore. Um, I uh, so. Oh, <laughs> Okay. I'm not editing again. Okay. For those of the, for those of you that listened last week, I know you guys caught the uh, we're blowing through this. We're just doing this. So yes. okay. it's that kind of night again. So we're gonna go ahead and get started with DIY corner then. And uh actually have one from uh Zoop this week, mm-hmm. and that is uh Nine Lives by Steve Horton and Chris Peterson. Uh the the quick uh, blurb about it says that uh Nine Lives is about nine incarnations of the same woman throughout history, each with different magic powers and a reincarnated killer that targets each of them. Cleo, the sixth incarnation, is a flapper in the 1920s New York and has the power to turn water into gin, and that's just the beginning. So it sounds like a fun kind of cool anthology story about the same character going through different parts of history, and then obviously got that killer. Um, If you're reading... um, Love Everlasting, that's what this kind of reminds me of as well. So I'm very excited to check this out. And the artwork looks great. So um, 
I guess the uh, the art the artist also worked on the uh, or sorry the writer also wrote the David Bowie biography book that Mike Allred drew, so um, there's some good credentials there. Mm. So this looks like a lot of fun, and um, they're not at this time they're not at their goal. So definitely you know drop check out the uh, the website, donate if you can, and uh, they have about seven days left if you're listening to this the day this comes out. So please definitely check it out. Also, speaking of making your goals, um, a thing called Truth Volume 2, which we talked about a couple weeks ago, uh, got to their goal, uh, which I was very happy. They did it yesterday, Tuesday, because we're recording on Wednesday. And so, yeah, very, very excited about that. I shot them a a message that I congrats because I was very, I was kind of scared for a little bit because... Um, you know, whenever you get to the last few days and you're still around 60%, it's like, oh, hopefully they can push. And they did. So very happy. Very glad that happened. But um, yeah. So yeah, donate if you can. If you can afford it, if you know, maybe not buy a cup of coffee and uh, donate that money. Yep. You know, to not just comics, but to anything that you feel is right and good. Okay. All right. Uh, that's my PSA for the day. And now we'll go ahead and go into the uh, the spotlights. <laughs> Um, so I guess it's just me again this week. Right, um, spotlight. Uh, so I'll I'll make it pretty fast. Um, but um, I wanted to preface preface this preface this preface this that um, I hurt. love this book and this might be my first choice next season. Um, I'm the only reason I'm saying my first choice next season because it's a 500 page book. And I'm not going to make you guys read a 500-page book with only a week to uh, to read it. So I'm probably going to do you know let you guys know during the break if we're going to do this book, so you have enough time. Um, so yes, this book is uh, Shubek Lubek uh, by Dina Muhammad. It is actually from the same publisher as our main topic today, uh, Pantheon Graphic Library. That was not on purpose. <laughs> that just happened, and. Um, so Shubek Lubek is Arabic. Um, it's an Arabic rhyme that means your wish is my command. And this book is basically kind of a world just like ours, um, except for one thing. And that thing is that wishes are real. And not only that, but they're a commodity that can be mined and packaged and sold. So basically there's an entire economy based on wishes and also like certain there's certain grades of wishes uh depending on like how much each wish is and like the um the the worst grade of wishes those um oh it kind of backfire because i guess the whatever entity you're wishing to is not bent to the will of the wisher as much like um as as like the the like the first class wishes which are like the best wishes so like anything can go wrong with like the third class wishes so uh, so basically the premise of the story is this guy who runs a kiosk that sells like you know cigarettes and and like you know chips and snacks and stuff like that happens to have three first class wishes and um uh, and basically are selling them and these are the three stories of the three people who end up using the wishes and um and there's three parts um and each one is is prefaced by a kind of an introduction of like the kiosk owner and this this older lady who hangs out at the kiosk um and is kind of like his friend you know even though she buys cigarettes from him every day and um and then we kind of get into three stories um 
you dive into like class issues um you dive into like like government taking advantage of their people um situations like the first story the person um she's poor um she basically spent like earns a bunch of money saves a bunch of stuff because she has one wish because um i don't not gonna spoil why actually but um let's just say there's something deep in her heart that she wants to wish for that she mm-hmm. needs to wish for so she saves all this money she gets it she's about to make a wish she's told then by an official who sees her with the first class wish uh that she's like how'd you get that and you have to go register it so she goes to register it the government basically says there's no way you could have afforded this you stole this like even though it has like the certificate and everything like that, so we're gonna you have to prove that this is actually yours and you actually bought it. So we're gonna put you in jail, and we're gonna take your wish. And see, the reason why they're doing that is because in this world, if if you take someone's wish without their consent, um, you you basically the wish gets diminished to like a second or third class wish. So the government can't just be like, Ooh, mine now. And now we're going to make the wish. So they're trying to get, basically they're saying, we'll let you out of jail. If you sign over this wish to us, you know? So, and, but she's like, no. So she ends up spending a few years in jail and like, and ends up having to get like a, a basically like the equivalent to like the freedom act to come in and like basically fight for her. And she, but and so she ends up getting, you know, obviously, you know, it's a, it's a fun story. So obviously she ends up getting her wish at the end. And that kind of goes into the second story, which is a kid um, th- that deals with depression. And so he's a college student. He basically feels worthless. He, he's from a very affluent family, but he also is kind of like, why am I so sad when all these people are suffering and like, I have all this great stuff. And the, and so basically <laughs> it dives into mental illness and it does it so well, because like one thing I really love about this is that he goes, he goes to seek help. Like he goes to see a psychiatrist, the first one, like, you know, like, cause a lot of stories, they don't really kind of, they kind of skip through like, you know, if you're seeking psych, psych you know, like basically help, like with like your your mental illness it's like you go to one person that person solves everything but Mm -hmm. like in real life like a lot of people have to find the right therapist and so this story basically um you know he's like a college kid he has his own style and everything like that and he goes to the first therapist and she's like yeah yeah like like you took this test and like yeah it looks like you are you actually have you know depression and that's a disease just like any kind of disease and we're going to treat it mm-hmm. um but do you think maybe that you're also so sad because you dress the way you dress and you try to express yourself in that way so therefore like you're just like you know you know being weird and like that's why you're sad <laughs> and so he's like peace <laughs> and he leaves and at first you know like just like anybody going through stuff like that or anybody in the world he's like no like oh my god i can't even go to therapy because like they're gonna tell me that i can't like have an earring you know <laughs> like that's just, like be sad <laughs> and so but he ends up going to see another therapist and that therapist is actually good for him okay and so like um and that ends up helping and so like it you know the, like so yeah you deal with like government oppressions in the first story you deal with mental illness in the second story so it's not just about wishes and then in the third story it's actually it goes and focuses on actually the kiosk owner and, and it actually goes into the history of how they got the wishes. Oh, cool. And it turns out 
they're a very religious and pious family and um and and in this world islam um frowns upon wishes and so that's why he'll never make a wish and that's why he's selling them that's why his his dad had got the wishes as a gift and never You've made them, them. yeah okay. made the wishes because um because like that was against their religion and it was all about like hard work and and stuff but you also find out the reason why they're doing that is because they were getting um government uh stipends for saying that so people wouldn't use them in the countries that were mining the uh the wishes so yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of subtext in these stories and uh that's what makes them so much fun and so basically the um he finds out that the woman that comes to visits and buys cigarettes from him every day is dying and he wants to make her make the wish to to basically so she can show so she doesn't she get rid of the cancer that's in her body and so but she refuses and once again i'm not going to get into spoilers of why she's refusing but it's an amazing story actually you get into it so um and then you find out kind of like his life and his story there's a lot of comedy there's a donkey that someone wished to have like human like emotions and sentiments and so like like every once in a while you'll see like the donkey go by and be like hey don't make me work i'm tired like you know <laughs> and so yeah and that kind of kind of comes in towards the end of the story as well so yeah um totally um this book is fun it's um it is actually originally um was published in is either published in arabic or in egyptian um but the um the the author is from egypt uh it's all this whole story takes place in egypt um it's just yeah it's a um it, it is a long longer book and it takes a while to read but it's it's totally worth it and it actually uh took all my reading time and i ended up having to read our main subject at the last minute yesterday because i was reading a 500 page book all weekend <laughs> so but very good and um and like i said that's I, not the last minute Brian. <laughs> reading it today is reading yeah. it the last minute yeah. i don't know anyone who did that <laughs> or no i don't know any two people who did that oh damn <laughs> So, all right. Well, yeah. It time has no meaning right now. It feels and like there's like no time for anything. It feels like I haven't played video games at all, and that's what I usually do at night. And I haven't played video games at all this entire week. So, like that just kind of tells you how busy things have been. Oh, but yeah. So, all right. Well, that's it for our spotlights. Then I hope you all enjoy. So that means we're going to go ahead and go into our main subject. And that is Carrie's territory this week. We are going to talk about Black Hole by Charles Burns, which is also by Pantheon uh, something, something. Pantheon Graphic Library. So let me preface this by saying, if you don't like a sexy world where people fuck, <laughs> this is the time to stop listening. Yeah. We may not be friends after I find out that you stopped listening to this because I'm actually very excited about about talking about the book. But I understand <laughs> it's a very sex oriented book. Mm -hmm. um, it's not for everybody. So if you don't like want to hear about dongs yeah. and bits, then please stop. And I understand. But for those of you that are here, let's get into it. Now, this book I originally read in 2007. Um, it came out in the late 90s, early 2000s by Pantheon, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Um, it was originally Fantagraphics. Oh, Fantagraphics. Okay. Yeah. So anyways, this book, on a personal note, has haunted me 
um, since 2007. I had my own copy, um, like paperback. I read it was all one one thick trade. Um, I read it, could not put it down. Um, I read it several times. I have not read it since we lived in San Diego, which was many, many, many years ago. So I got to revisit an old friend. I finally made Brian read it because I've been telling him this like all these years, like you need to read this. It's like the one comic I have not read. Yeah. And um <laughs> the, the I book, don't know why. <laughs> the book is about a group of teens, your basic asshole, shitty teens, like in, they're very shitty. Yes. In like mm-hmm. the Seattle, Tacoma, Washington area. In are we saying the seventies? I was Brian? mid seventies, mid seventies, mid late seventies. Um, and we're Bowie, all the Diamond Dogs uh-huh. has come out. Where so, all they want to do is get fucked up and fuck. That's all these kids are interested. They're in the middle of nowhere. There's yeah, else it's to just do. like you know, <laughs> like when there's not a lot of things for kids to do, they will find ways to get drugs and they will find ways to get off. Um. You know, I, I'm not saying every teenager is like this, but I do think a majority of kids who don't have access to, like, I don't know, fun things <laughs> will do this sort of thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, our, the two main characters that we're kind of introduced to in the beginning are Keith and Chris. Chris is a girl. Keith is a boy. Um, Keith is, has this sort of, like, infatuation with Chris. She's, like, this all-American, cute chick that he tells himself that he's in love with her he's totally infatuated and they share like a science class together and basically what we learn is that there is this thing called the bug that's going around um when you get the bug you end up getting some kind of deformity um some people grow tails some people lose their skin and not like they're losing their skin, like you're going to see like um, like their like muscles and shit. It's just like they start shedding skins like they're a fucking snake. Some get uh, bulbous like glands, some get horns. There's all sorts of um, deformities that these kids get. Yeah, some are like uh, boils and pustules. Yeah, and... yes, yes, yes. Some people just lose all their hair. Yeah, yeah. And so, some like are, and some, um, one particular person gets like webbed fingers and yeah. webbed toes. Yeah. So she's lucky because hers can be hidden pretty easily compared mm-hmm. to like some of the other kids. Or like the girl with the tail. You like the girl with the tail? Yeah. Um, so like it, it varies from kid to kid. Um, it's an STD. They, they get it, you know, um, through the exchange of bodily fluids and, <clears throat> excuse me, and, um, Chris and Keith's story doesn't really cross again until later in the book. We just follow these characters. Um, With Keith's infatuation of Chris, it leads him to kind of, you know, he's like kind of like the quiet, nerdy kid. She's like the more popular girl. Um, His story becomes a story of like, Oh gosh, it's just got a lot of. I think Chris is like, excuse me, Keith's story. Like, a, there's an overwhelming sense of like sadness. Um, definitely, I I would think regret in it. Um, because I, I was gonna say both stories seem to have a lot of the angst. 
Yes, they're just a both lot very of angsty yes. teenagers. They're angsty yes. about different things. Yes. I feel like Chris's things are a lot more serious and like yes. uh, Keith's things are a lot more surface level, but they're just, both yes. of them are filled with angst. Yes, that's mm-hmm. an excellent way to put it. Thank you. And so um, they both eventually catch the bug. Um, Chris gets it from a quickie with her dream guy named Rob um, at a house party. And um, his is my favorite it's because weird. it is a little mouth on his, like his lower neck. So closer to his chest with a tongue and teeth. And so, and it talks. And it talks. <laughs> um, when he's asleep though, or when he's, he's like asleep. not con- yeah, conscious. Yeah, he's not conscious. Because he, it- he seems to not, he seems to not know that it talks. And you yes. never see it talk while he's like yes. conscious and coherent. Yes. Yeah. And so it, it's to me, that's the best one. Um, and spoiler alert, Chris, um, in, the, in a moment of passion, makes out with the little mouth. Yes. Which I it's think, very weird. I think it's fucking hot. I love it. Make it's out funny. with the baby mouth. Like, just do no, it. no, no. <laughs> Young lady with the tail. That's kind of oh. hot. Yeah, she yeah. was hot too. Yeah, there's a it's and okay. But 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 the, yeah. the when she makes out with the mouth, like I could see how someone could think it's hot, but it's it's a little much. Cause she yeah. really, even he's like, even Rob's like, yo, like that's a bit much. Yeah. Yeah. But the I thing think, is, is that he was saying it's a bit much in a good way. Like he was just yeah. like, I'm gonna finish if you don't stop right there. And I think that's why I loved it because it was such like a bold, intimate act. Yeah, and, I, and you have right, to right. love someone to do that. You know, she like, was being super assertive in the moment. She's just yeah. like, you know what? This is obviously weird for him, and this is weird for me. But I'm gonna like, I want to be with this dude, and I'm diving like into the yeah. deep end of the pool. Yeah, I I loved it. Anyways, so Rob and Chris become somewhat of a couple because they're basically drawn together due to the fact that Chris catches the bug from Rob. Um, she ends up losing her skin like she sheds she sheds her skin which is not even like that bad it's not but it (laughs) freaks i think the psychological trauma of it is like too much for her yeah um and so and she feels that she will never quote unquote be normal again so i think her um her kind of like um like descent into madness is because she is psychologically and like emotionally tormented knowing how she caught the bug, who she caught it from, um, and just realizing that life was so pure and innocent like three months ago, mm-hmm. and now her life has completely changed. Yeah. And so she has to deal with the ramifications of it. Um, like Richard said prior, like um, there is a shallowness to Keith's problems. Um, Keith is very naive, and he thinks that he can help the people that... Um, have like the real like physical deformities that are noticeable he thinks he can befriend everybody and like cheer them up and bring them food because there's a group of um, people who live in the woods yes but it's not just that he's naive i think he feels guilty because remember he feels really bad when his uh his uh friends trashed that camp yes he did feel bad at the very beginning of the story so i think he you know he feels empathy because of that like yeah he's a little naive but like that's his whole character he's like naive about everything yeah Um, yeah i felt like part of it was a lot a lot of it was motivated motivated by guilt because he's just like he feels bad for what they did and he's just like hey they're just like people trying to figure it out just like me yeah Mm -hmm. and also too and because again because he has an unhealthy infatuation with chris he's also like 
horribly upset by Chris having the bug specifically. Yeah. He has a really weird reaction to her having it. And so they Because so, she's perfect to him. And yeah, that that's made her true. imperfect somehow. Yeah, 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 I guess so. So, anyways, like these two, they have uh the bugs. They're uh each going on on their own journey. Um, we soon fi- find out that like um Rob can no longer hold down the helping Chris um be a lo- like be in the woods and because she has to move out to the woods to yeah. be with the other cra- uh the other people that have caught oh, the cause, bug because her parents are making her not be with the guy so it's not even like a physical issue it's because no you missed yeah. that part they were going to send her to the doctor oh yeah yeah they yeah, were going to yeah, send yeah her she had a gynecologist the, appointment a gynecologist appointment yes, 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 and she had yes. already caught the bug and, and she didn't want to get she did it. not want to get caught for having yeah. the bug mm-hmm. so she ran uh, and Bob also the the, the, the uh underage sex she's having yeah exactly <laughs> well yeah but um but i i, I don't think it was i feel like she was equally worried about both because she knows she says it, and when she's telling yeah. Rob, she's like, "They have an appointment. They're gonna find out about what we're doing and see everything else." Oh, is basically what she says. Yeah. Okay, okay. I and always felt like it was just more about she the was bug. a straight A student. She's like the good girl. Uh, right, yeah, she's keeping school, and then her parents are gonna find out that's because she's having sex with a dude, and then yeah, and so she's all looking. Yeah, because her her parents don't oh. expect her to have the bug yet. I feel like the the fear of her parents thing is, you know, with the sex thing. The, the thing about her is that I think, uh, like Brian was just saying, part of the reason why Keith's so obsessed with her is because she's the nice, pretty girl. Like, yeah. it's, all the, the other pretty everybody. girls are stuck are stuck up, and she's, like, the one, like, she, she she's not going to remember your name, but she'll at least be polite to you. While, yeah. Whereas all the other really hot girls seem to be, that are in that school or in that town, seem to be, you know, kind of stuck-up jerks. That's it's how nice. she, she stands out. And her niceness actually leads to the doom of a lot of people. Yeah. Yes, it does. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it does. So, <laughs> so um, Chris is in the woods. Uh, Rob is he can't hold it down. Um, and he goes missing. Well, he. Well, you. Yeah, but yeah. I'm. I'm not. I'm purposely not talking about that right now. Yeah. Well, that, and then spoilers. Um, Chris. I'm sorry. Keith. Um, meets a girl with a tail who's hot. She has a cute ass little tail. She's naked a lot. And she's an artist. And she's an artist. And she, she likes to smoke weed. So she's older than him. She's like college age, or maybe like a couple years older. Yeah. I get the vibe that she's I get a little the vibe bit older. That she, she she hooked up with the college kids, but she was still like maybe uh, she was a, high a, school a late sure. high schooler. Yeah, she yeah. she might be like a grade ahead of him. Yeah, is okay. the vibe I got because okay. she kept calling those dudes the college dudes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I always yeah. assumed that she was younger than them, but older than uh, Keith. Than Keith, exactly. And so um, Keith and Tail Girl hook up. Eliza, Eliza is her name, and so they hook up and. Again, Keith has like this descent into like quick love lust um, because yeah. he finally gets to come with a girl and um, it, it becomes a very um, tightly emotional, intimate situation really, really quickly. And I don't feel like Keith was ever prepared for how deep it got so fast because she's giving uh, i don't think he was but i also think it was realer than whatever he had for uh yeah absolutely because absolutely because the thing is is this is that like i think he, he like he found himself at the deep end of the pool and then he was just like 
I think I kind of like it here. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, you know, wanted to make it work, but like genuinely it wasn't for sex. Yeah. He's like, you know, he really cares yeah. about her. Yeah. He Whereas, absolutely but, cares. But like he, he did not know he was showing up at the deep end of the pool. And it, he also has like a Samaritan thing yes. where he needs to be like the savior. And, yeah. and, True. And she needed saving and, and, and she, and so did Chris, but Chris did not accept his, his want to save her. Yeah. Chris. So she, she so, only wanted Rob. She never wanted yeah. Keith's help. So so Eliza needed help too and he was able to be the savior. And I mean like trigger warning or content warning yeah. or whatever. It's very much alluded to in um part of the book that um Eliza is gang raped. Yes. Uh by she's drugged and gang raped. You don't see anything. It's just her recounting um a night of like what sounds like pure fucking terror. Um it's mm-hmm. just guys slipping her drugs and then um trashing her 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 safe haven which is her bedroom and uh the and then she wakes up in the morning and she's sore all over she's been hit yeah uh it's yeah, just she's been gross. bruised up she's been broke and then she, oh specifically she mentions that like she's sore between her legs so mm-hmm. and that's and it's just i mean sorry but it's it's the way it's worded in the book it's really sad um it's gross but it's not like super vulgar as in like it's not graphic but they they get the point across yeah absolutely and so and again you know exactly what happened yeah Yeah. and and again uh keith is very much like into helping her and like being there for her and being supportive of her so yeah he definitely has like a real connection with eliza um and then that's like the one relationship I actually liked. In this, oh, in this. I love. Yeah. I mean, like honestly, I love Eliza. Yeah. Like I think. Yeah, Eliza's, Eliza's my really favorite cool. character. In yeah, the absolutely. Um, yeah, I do. And yeah. so. And but I did like the the uh, Rob and uh, Chris relationship. Like once they get yeah. past like the initial weirdness, because I do feel like it's a legitimate misunderstanding. That said, if you have the bug, yeah. like, you need to like shout it yeah. from the mountaintop. Like she's like, I know, and he's like, oh, okay, cool. And I'm like, yeah. nah, bro, you you need to explain it a little bit better. Horny but, right, that's the thing. It's like also, I'm an adult. You're he's yeah. a kid. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. But but um, their relationship I thought was very cute, and you know, for how long yeah. it lasts after the initial hic- uh, hiccups. The the vibe I got though with Rob. I mean, I know that he was kind of like what well, it was implied that he was being secretive at school because of the whole bug thing. Um, but everyone kind of knew that he had the bug because I like, remember like Keith's friends were talking about him in the beginning of the book, yes. having the mouth. Mm-hmm. And so like, people already kind of knew that he had it. So mm. I th- and, and he was also cheating on his current girlfriend with Chris. And because that happens, like where she that girl breaks up with him because the the the, the little mouth wraps him out <laughs> while he's in the sleeping middle of the night. in the middle of the night, <laughs> um, and like starts saying Chris's name, um, and so um, and so so yeah, I I not saying Chris's name, but like feel, feeling guilty. He was like, I'm sorry, yeah. Chris. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I get I get it's the very vibe. I get the vibe that another reason why she he didn't want to be seen with her at school is because he was cheating. He was still cheating mm. with somebody. Yeah, yeah, that's and true. so, so I, 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 I never fully liked Rob. <laughs> like, even though, like, I, like, oh, yes. I didn't like Rob much yeah. either. But I, yeah. I did. I appreciated their relationship. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I can, I can, I can get down with that. That I agree with that. Definitely. Ooh. Yeah. If I, if my chair is really squeaky right now, I'm really sorry. Oh my god! I want it to break. I want it to break. I want. I, I just. <laughs> 
that my, would be so great when, when, then, uh, when our niece and and like everyone visited and everyone was in our room because i have like arcade cabinets um i was sitting on this chair and she starts sitting on the chair too and i'm like oh man the weight capacity <laughs> i'm like get off please right now and i can hear the chair go she's, yeah I'm like oh please it please. was really uh, it was really her that pushed this weight of me but just like <laughs> you put a feather on my lap and that oh, thing's gonna yeah. break oh she sat on your lap <laughs> no she sat on the, the the chair on the uh on the arm she liked she sat you. on the arm yeah, dog. I thought she was tired, and there was nowhere else to sit. No, she's a nice and so yeah, kid. so the chair started bending towards the where because she was on the she was on oh, the arm. Yeah, so it started bending, and I'm like, oh, please get off, please get off. And she's like, why? And I'm like, because you're gonna break my chair. Oh. And I'm like, not you, me, but yeah, you're not helping. <laughs> but so, anyways, so sorry, back to the book. Um, yeah. fuck, I forgot Can't where, where I was. But anyways, um, do I talk about the big ending? Um, there's well, a let's, lot let's it's... go let's go on the spoilers okay so now we're to. officially in spoilers yeah, and i think we've talked about the book enough like for those who are interested yeah they can stop and read now um my favorite part is the ending yeah because i have a the, question the ending that. pulls in a lot of like loose ends mm-hmm. and like kind of we does it well okay so this of. is how i take it um the way that the book is written you see little flashes of things like little panels of like um, different images and um, they're never really explained and then at the very end um, it's kind of like a weird backward sequence yeah you have a um, flashback you have a flashback of a, of the chain of events and he like so many of us um, house it like house sits for neighbors um, mm. like for extra cash and he did not have to stay there. He was just watching the place and, like, you know, bringing in the mail and shit. So the home was empty. Keith still hung up on Chris, gave up Chris's, gave, like, he told Chris that she could stay there for a night to get out of, like, the rainy yeah. weather, clean up, and sleep in mm-hmm. a bed instead of a tent. Because at this point, Rob is missing. Rob has not been around and since we're in spoilers we can say why yeah because someone shot him yeah someone shot rob there's a there's a crazy dude going around in the forest making little like totems and he kills and he kills and when he kills him he says i I did it because he told me to yeah and it's implied that like he has a like some someone in his brain is telling him to do something but you find out that no it was actually somebody it's actually someone else who told told like an actual physical person yeah so Mm -hmm. um Chris ends up telling the other people that she um, like lives by in the woods about this empty home. She um, feels guilty. Huh? Because she feels guilty. She felt guilty. So it wasn't just like one or two people that showed up. It's like seven people that come. Yeah. So now it's like a bunch of sick kids staying in this empty home, but um, and eating food. And like, I'm like really like, like, they're getting a good meal. They're able to take a shower. They're able to use the bathroom. Like just luxuries to them, basic necessities for everybody. Mm-hmm. But like they just have been without. Also, since they're kids, though, and and yeah, and, then and there's their no mothers are not around. They're they're just they're causing... trashing the fucking yeah, joint. Exactly. So, Chris ends up locking herself with some books in the main master bedroom and is just like chilling. 
And we we went through this before the episode. What's the guy's name? It's Daniel or no? David? Is it Dave? Richard? I think it's Dave. I think it's- Dave. Dave. So Dave is somebody from um, their same school. He has the bug. He's got a big facial deformity. Um, You find out that he is like, again, obsessed with Chris, like, like in love with her type of bullshit. It's basically the same exact reasons why Keith is like, sir, she's the pretty girl in class that like wasn't a dick to her. Yes. To Mm -hmm. him. And And that's basically it. Yeah. (laughs) And he ends up and they have like a ton of access to booze and weed and so um this guy basically has been like breadcrumbing her like when she needed somebody because rob has gone missing he was like yeah i'll get you food yeah you you want wine i'll get you wine like he was being really nice to her and she just saw it as like being a friend and like comforting her like in her time of need and he it's all a ruse to try to get in her pants um he makes a move on her at the house she rebuffs him and he um ends up like kind of like flipping his lid and is telling her like i won't ever let anybody hurt you again like rob hurt you and he ends up getting a gun this gun was Chris's because Rob had given her this gun as a form of protection since she was going to be living in the woods. So Dave now has Chris's gun in his possession. Um, They end up, she ends up like fucking jamming. She literally just leaves. She figures out. She figures yeah, she out. She jumps what, out the window. Yeah, yeah, she jumps out the window. She figures out. Like, she see, when when the last good. time she speaks to Dave, he's at her doorway Mm-hmm. And uh, she sees the gun in her hand, in his hand. So, so basically, she's like, "All right, let me just get myself together, and like, we'll talk." And yeah. she closes the door, locks it behind her, and I guess she jets at that point. Mm-hmm. So at this point, he, Dave goes on a rampage and kills most of the other people inside the house, except for two. Yeah. Um. One of the girls was able to hide in the bathroom and somebody else was able to hide as well or like run away. I think they pretended they were dead. Or they pretended. But anyways, yeah. he slaughters everyone. Yeah. And so um uh Keith comes in and finds everyone dead, finds the kids who were hiding, gets them out. He's with Eliza. They end up stealing the car that was left. Mm-hmm. Um, for the people that he's supposed to house it for and basically everybody just gets the fuck away because it's such like yeah, an ugly situation and um, and, and then meanwhile before before the flashback is revealed where you see the Dave kill everyone he goes he, he brings a bucket of chicken um, out to the guy who killed Rob and, uh, to, to, yeah. to Rick yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And Rick, Rick the dick, and and Rick, um, and and Rick was the person who killed Rob. And I remember when we said, "Oh, he, I did this because he told me to." Mm-hmm. You find out that's because Dave, Dave told him told to kill him Rob. to kill Rob, so to leave Chris lonely and vulnerable. So, yes, great people. Kids and, suck. <laughs> well, I mean, we'll get into it, but um, but anyways, Dave just leaves a trail, and then he kills himself after yeah. he kills his friend who killed Rob. He kills himself in the woods. Yes. So it's just an ugly trail of it death is. and destruction. Um, Chris makes it out to the beach where she was with um, 
Rob and the few it's her special place. It's her special place. So she's there. Um and what is our dog is our dog is whining, nuts. sorry. And then um <laughs> there is also Keith and Eliza get on the road and they just kind of go. Right? Yeah, they and yeah, like you gotta find where they belong. They yeah. go they go to Arizona where she Yeah, she the painted, painted desert. desert yeah. Thing. And and then and so okay. I, I mean that's the, the book. The Sorry, end, the, I told it in a rambly way. The ending the ending um for for Keith and Eliza is not as ambiguous to me as it is for Chris. So my question is about Chris. Did she die? I think she commits suicide. Okay. I have always felt that she commits suicide. Because she ends up in the Does in she the just water. lets herself drift out there? Yeah. yeah. That she lets herself okay. go. Yeah, because that, that was the kind of the vibe I got. Because I was it's one of those situations where you're reading and you get to that page and you're like what happens to Chris? And you change the page. It's like the end. You're like, yeah, fuck. <laughs> well, because she also had like, it's like a premonition dream. Yeah. Where she floats away and she ends up dying. Yeah. Like, like it, it's basically insinuating suicide. And so I've always interpreted the ending that way. Now, if I'm incorrect, I may very well be, but I've always interpreted it that she unfortunately her her happy ending had long since gone. Yeah, like she didn't have tragic. a chance for she's that tragedy in the story. Yeah, so I think that she just felt like she couldn't because she even goes over her options. Remember, of like yeah. I can just go home and see my parents again, or I can take up that nice lady's offer and have dinner with her family. But it, Chris had convinced herself at that point that she was like unworthy of it because that she she was sick. Well, that lady gave me solely Stranger Danger vibes. By the I way, I didn't get Stranger. Uh, she Danger did, vibes. but also like the way that it's like presented in the book, as she's like thinking about going over there, she sees yeah. everyone by the campfire, then she kind of remembers the pit, and she sees yeah. Dave's yeah. face. Yeah, like yeah, I'm like, even if the lady was a hundred percent like nice and straight, you know, straight yeah. and narrow, and just wanted to help. Like I totally like that trauma being too close to be like, yeah, I can't do that right now. She's yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And she doesn't even know what happened. You know, yeah, she does it. Oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. And, um, so it does seem like she didn't, she wasn't there for the shootout or no, at the like she, she, but when she begged out of there, it was when he was like pounding on the door, yeah, mm-hmm. and like sleeping out. So I think she might have not even been there, um, with an earshot for when he started rampaging, yeah, yeah. exactly. So now, t- what or two questions I had to ask you guys, did you yes. notice, and uh, like a lot of the book is out of order, right? Yes, like absolutely. we're jumping ahead of time because the first issue, she already has the bug, Chris. Oh, I thought she got the bug. No. no, no, no. We see in like issue two or three when she gets the bug. Yeah, but don't you remember true. at the end of the first issue, she's in a, the tent in the forest, yes. and then her yeah. skin gets caught and she sheds it on a tree branch. Yeah. Yes. So I'm yeah. like, so it wasn't so like until like I, I flipped through the book after I reread it, I was just like, oh, like they've been showing this stuff out of sequence the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, is the like the 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 straw that broke the camel's back to turn them evil like dave was always evil he was always like teetering on on the edge he's the the weird like that's like i'm nice but for rick to to like go along with him yeah was it when uh keith's friends trashed his uh tent because remember they trashed the tent they find his yearbook they basically called him a loser because he wrote his name in the yearbook yeah and then like you see him watching them leave. And I'm like, is that what drove him nuts? But like, 
it it did seem like you know Dave was the the leader there, but like you, at least what we see of the forest up until that point, we just see the forest, but we don't see the uh, the dolls and all the weirdness and the severed arms or whatever. Because we never find out who's severed arm that is. But like yeah. they never really explain anything. That's true. Exactly. I'm the guy t- tied up in the wilderness. Yeah. I'm like, is that yeah. always going down, or or did it go down after? Since we're seeing stuff out of sequence a little bit, did it start to go down after the boys trashed this place? And he was just like, you know, fuck well, it, just well, fuck it. Well, that was well, when you see when you see the the kid tied up again. That was in Eliza's memory. Remember, she drew that as well. So I, yeah, I think that probably happened in her childhood. Like she saw that in the mm-hmm. woods, and that's why she never went out to the woods. Yeah, was maybe be, was because of that. But we still see the severed arms and the yeah. dolls oh, yeah, and everything. Yeah. And the dolls were definitely Rick. Like that's at least that's implied that Rick was making those weird dolls. Not Dave. No, no he was I, definitely I, making them. Yeah, but I was like the one that uh, like remember there was like one lady one all tied up. Yes, yes, and I yes, was like, yes. Dave had to have told him to put it right there, like because yeah. it was yeah. right by Chris's tent. That was to figure yeah. out and, and make make her need somebody. Make, yes, absolutely. Make yeah. her need protection or have the need to yeah to be protected. Yeah, go to the pit. That's yes. that she kind of inspires her to yeah. get the pit. Because she's lonely and she's scared. So yeah. Uh, and the pit for those listening that haven't read the book yet and are listening to spoilers, um, that's basically the the place where um the fire is every night where all the, the kids with the bug hang out. So yeah, that's what the pit is. And they basically have inverse uh hours. They they end up being um like up at night and or and then sleeping during the daytime. Okay, I have to ask. Yeah, it makes it easier to scavenge food. Yeah, exactly. I have to ask, because this book is so pivotal to me. Mm -hmm. Did you guys like it? Um, I I liked it a lot. Yeah, I I thought it was really good. Um, I thought that, like, I mean, like, basically, it's an entire euphemism about, like, about, like, one, like, societal, like, trauma with growing up as kids and, like, how people view you. And in this situation, it's not just, like, rumors that can like ruin you it's actually like your physical actions can create something that's going to make everyone know like mark you essentially Mm -hmm. and and then yet but then there's people who get marked and they are like they totally luck out and they can just hide it or and there's people who get marked and it just ruins their lives yeah and it's you know and so like it's i i mean i think there's a lot of inspiration to this book from um not just like like obviously like actual issues that people have like in school i know that like i have this kind of like kind of issues like accumulating or sorry assimilating into like you know into society as a child because i was definitely bullied and and like you know berated and stuff like that and if i have like horns or something like that it would probably be even worse even though you know all these kids are young dumb and horny and like getting laid is like important but yet it also because it's like, you know, kind of like a, a, a you know, neo Christian like town, you know, like it's also like a pariah. Like, oh my god, this, this kid had underage sex because you know he's well, a teenager. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, but I get, I get like a mutant X Men vibe as well because you know, obviously, like the you know in in the X Men universe, you get people that get blue fur all over their bodies and you get people who you know just look cool <laughs> yeah and like and they can control the weather you know <laughs> like well i mean i've always thought not so deeply but i've always thought this book was a really great like 
um, kind of analogy for what happens eight years later after this time period, but AIDS. Yes, that's absolutely you true. Know, and so, and some people are, were very lucky to um, get it and maybe not present as being sick. Yes. And so they were able to, or maybe they were straight and they, they had AIDS and they were able to kind of navigate the world a little bit easier than somebody who was gay or um, like um, yeah. a BIPOC person who was gay or happened to get AIDS for whatever reason. So um, I, sorry, I'm also doing I, something while I'm talking, but I, I've always felt that way about the book. Um, I do think that it's a really great message of four just straight up diseases like yeah. it's um you know our our actions beget consequences yes mm -hmm. but to me it is if you get something regardless of whatever disease it is but if it's a sexually transmitted disease I don't think it makes you a horrible person if you've got it no. You know, um, unfortunately, sometimes we don't use protection or we aren't always smart about or sexual relationships or you're forced a... into something where yeah. you don't have any say so and it's against your will. Mm -hmm. And sometimes those things happen, unfortunately, and you end up catching something. And so I do yeah. feel like that, like when I read the book, I was like, oh, shit, you know, like this is just a great message because everyone felt so bad that Chris got it. Yeah. Again, because. She's a, she's, a, kid. she's a popular pretty quote-unquote normal girl yeah. but the nerds got it they and, were fucking more than the yeah than the popular people they got it and look at everybody um ostracized them because they were nerdy exactly. loser kids exactly so. and and also not even just disease and like and actually this kind of rings true you know unfortunately this rings true more now than than it has in the last 20 30 years you know like people um you know either being forced like you know like sexual assault or like or, or making all the bad decisions like you said and getting like a woman getting pregnant and then like a lot of like small towns you know one like you know they're not allowed to actually you know you know if they are not ready to have the kid take the proper like steps to to not have the kid uh -huh. um as well as like then they're like they're shunned and thrown out of like the little tiny society that they're in yeah because they got pregnant yeah and it's like and even if it was like not even consensual it, it doesn't matter it's like all of a sudden you're no you're damaged goods and so it's like kind of the same thing in yeah. this yeah. situation as well and richard you liked it I did. No, I was going to ask you as a question, actually. Oh, yes. So when I was reading the book, I couldn't decide if it was admirable or off-putting, but uh, Keith had no, uh, no like discernment or reaction about getting the bug. Like no, he when didn't. he finds out Chris has the bug, he's undeterred about like his infatuation with her. He sees Eliza with the tail, and he's like. Not only is he undeterred, but he's actually into it. But yeah. like, and then when he gets, and he, when he finally gets the bug, he's like, "Oh, cool!" Like, like not cool, but he's just like, "Oh, the bug's here!" Like, I knew that was gonna happen because and he's like, "I'm fucking Eliza now." Yeah, I'll put the <laughs> ace bandage on my on my yeah. stomach. You know, I'm cool. Hide with Hide the little yeah, but like, I couldn't yeah. figure out like the when I was reading the book, I'm like, "Is this all putting like is he weirder for this or is he super progressive?" Like, I I couldn't figure out my own emotions about it because, but he's so casual, like. 
I don't think it's the end of the world, but like it's still an STD. And he's like, you know, like he, I, I don't want to say he was looking for it, but like he was just, like, it was basically whenever someone told him, hey, I have an STD, he's like, okay, cool. We could still have a protected sex. Yeah. I don't know. It was, it was a little, it was a little strange and admirable at the same time. I, I feel like it's, I feel like it, I think it proves the point that his judgment was so clouded by the, by these ideas of, love yeah and relationships i I don't think he was thinking clearly honestly it's the vibe i got and i think that's why he was okay with it it was and also to be honest it's kind of hot that he was like she has a tail yeah let's fuck anyways i mean like that's great i mean i also love a progressive person but at the same time i'm like i don't think he was really thinking with the upstairs head yeah he was yeah he was Definitely but the thing is, is that even with the people with the bug, like he's having that bad trip, they calm him down. Like oh, he's going yeah. over there even before he knows Chris is there. He's just yeah. he befriended those people. That's why I'm just kind of like, is he just like the most progressive dude? Because in all other interactions, he doesn't. He seems like a, a shitty asshole in a lot of instances. Like the stuff that he and his friends are into doing, he seems kind of shitty. He's the least shitty out of his friend group, but yeah. he still seems a lot of shitty. But just with the yeah. bug. He seems very chill about it. He doesn't want to ostracize the bug yeah. people. When we remember when he at the very beginning when they destroy uh yeah that guy's camp. Is, uh, Rick's camp yeah yeah he's he's very he's upset about it. He's not gonna say it vocally, but like in his inner monologue, he's very upset about it. I just I couldn't like because he's still there's so many things off putting about him. Yeah, like I can't I like I still don't like he was a good guy, but like in that one instance, I'm like, is he just on the right side of history with this one thing? <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. I mean, like, but well, my question is, and maybe this is related, is he psychic? Because like he totally has like the premonitions of things that happen, and maybe that's also why he's cool. His with it. dreams are. Of... I wish I had yeah. dreams that vivid. Even yeah, if they were terrifying. <laughs> because maybe... <laughs> those dreams are yeah. wow. Because because maybe his subconscious knew that things were going to be okay with the kids with the with the bug bec- and or him getting the bug because he kind of knew it from his dreams and maybe he didn't know it in his conscious like while he was awake but like in his subconscious was he was cool with it because he was like his brain knew that you know that like he would be okay. Did, yeah. did I was I reading the fast ending. or was there a throwaway line? But was there a throwaway line that people with the bug were getting better? Like yes. Just yes. Out of the no. Towards the end, absolutely. Th- um, there's a character who who says that they 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 got their deformities were gone all of a sudden. So if you yeah, read... like but like it's such a throwaway piece of it dialogue. I'm no. just like like I keep I kept turning the page to be like, well, they're gonna explore this more, and then the book ended, and I was just yeah. like, huh. well, also <laughs> also too, if you're reading it, like we read it issue by issue, so there's twelve issues, so um. On the inside of the cover, there's a little, you see a picture, like a yearbook type of picture, where it's the person looking like normie, Mm -hmm. and then you flip the page, and it's the person with their deformities from the bug. And underneath is a quote from that person regarding the bug. And on issue 12 or 11, the girl that's featured says that um, she thought about killing herself, and then she basically decided, like, I'm just going to ride this out. And towards the end, she never realized that it would clear up in like a year. And then that she looked just like her old self again. And she said she, quote unquote, looked like just all the other normal assholes walking around. And that's not mm-hmm. something you get when you read the book, when you read the graphic novel. Right. It, 
you don't have like those extra little pages. Oh, well, I never caught that before. Yeah. I thought you always had the bug. That's the Bible I got too until the end. Like, yeah, you read that part. Yeah, definitely. So that's interesting too. And I wonder what that's a metaphor too as well because there's, there's a lot of metaphors going on in this book yeah i mean <laughs> like i said this book has literally haunted me for what uh i can't wow. that 15 years now yeah um it's it's, it's an onion huh it's an onion like an ogre like yeah speck. it's literally it's, it's i'm so <laughs> glad that i reread it um i because i caught new things i kind of revisited yeah. stuff and um it's it's a it's a horror book. It's a book. It's a social commentary. It's lots of things, but I do think that it gives. You just never know, man. You never yeah. know about people, and I think that's the biggest message. And yeah. that's I think that's why I like it because mm-hmm. it, it sits with you. Like I don't know about you it guys. Does. Like it, it makes does. you feel icky, and it sits with you. Yeah, I I thought about this all day at work today. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it, it's. I will it's I, I will say this. Like I never wanted to stop. Like reading it till the end like as soon as i mm-hmm. sat down with it i was just like oh this is kind of weird and trippy i'm into it yeah. and like yeah. the 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 uh the rampant drug use and the underage drinking and like the kids reaction to it like you could see them like you know not handling things well or <laughs> or like yeah. you know he um like keith is super introspective like his friends are kind of like very extroverted like you know when they get high they, they want to do stuff or whatever and he's just kind of like uh, he just kind of wants to like be in his thoughts having probably because he has those vivid ass dreams like why would you want to <laughs> yeah. play the real world when yeah. you're having these freaking like crazy hellscape dreams like what's his name the avatar guy james um carpenter not carpenter cameron his name? james cameron, james cameron. yeah james cameron like where he basically like they they asked him like oh do you do streaming he was like my streaming is when i sleep because i dream my my these, these oh, amazing God. movies and tv shows stupid ass <laughs> like, oh wow. i hope everyone can hear me rolling my eyes <laughs> oh my God. well that's that's why that's i use that very term. up his own ass he didn't, right? say, he didn't say it in that tone, but that's the tone that the vibe I get is like that, that he is so far up his ass, you can't even hear me anymore. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, there is so much I enjoyed in this book. And like all the, so many of the characters, like even like characters that we don't have a lot of time with are very distinct. Like mm-hmm. uh, when they go to that girl Janet's house and like the whole drama with her sister, where like I guess basically her sister the sister either gets like broken up with or a date canceled and she yeah. kind of lies about it because she's embarrassed so she just goes sits outside in her car and cries so i was just like yeah. yo that was a great character moment for yeah. her character that like i don't even know her name yeah <laughs> but, exactly and like yeah, uh, the, the dudes the the college dudes that uh liza works with liz works with or lives with rather yeah they are the strangest like they are just total yeah. burnt out stoners like they seem to sell weed just to like live the lifestyle of like i get yeah. to be around weed all the time and also like, they, and they, also attract like she stories. said there's they never but she never tries they never try to fuck her they're just like hey you see down just like help us yeah. out around the house like wouldn't the if you know the gang rape when the gang rape happens it's just that there's a party at the house and it's outsiders that do that to yes. her that like yeah. not the people that live there like those dudes seem to like just be like they you know they didn't stop it like they're not good dudes but like they're like i was just like they're weirdly like they're not um like very neutral characters they're just there being yeah. high and like <laughs> distributing drugs they're but like, like they don't really do anything <laughs> yeah they're like laissez-faire like they're just like yeah. things go and, the way they go and uh again if you read the book there are some definite um slurs in there yeah. that are not cool um it's 
they're not nice words but they uh but it's stupid kids it's it's burnout fucking assholes so yeah. i mean the people you're you, the people you're not supposed to like yeah are the, the ones that, that say you the don't words. like so um <laughs> but yeah if that sort of language if like you know those yeah. types of slurs offend you then maybe that and, is also not and if you idolize these people that are saying those words you gotta do some introspection <laughs> <laughs> but i mean i'm so glad you guys like the book i was really yeah, worried because I, this like i said this book means so much to me and i'm like oh my god I think that's why i never read it before because like I knew you really liked it and I knew it was weird and I was afraid that like what if I don't like it and I'm like it's better if I just don't read it yeah <laughs> and so I'm but I'm glad you you got me to read this because I really enjoyed it Yay. and so so yeah now we have you know this to talk about maybe I'll get you to um to 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 watch a bunch of Coen Brothers movies with me now oh no so. <laughs> because I don't like I know. movies I know you don't I'm just joking uh but yeah um so yeah it was uh um you know, I mean, very. It was a very good book. Um, it's very strange. Um, I, I, Richard, I felt the same way you did. Um, I, I, when I got home from from work yesterday, that's basically what I started doing. I started reading. I got to uh, to the eighth um, to the eighth issue, and dinner was ready. And I was like, oh my god, I have to go eat. You know, so I literally ate yeah, dinner you real just fast. To keep going. And then I got back up here and I and I started reading again. And I, yeah, I, and I finished. Um, pretty fast, and like I'm the slow. I'm I'm guessing I'm the slowest reader of all three of us because I'm a pretty damn slow reader. So like, like yeah, and 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 yeah, I was I was uh, definitely um enamored with it. I liked it a lot, and mm-hmm. I could see. So because I am the movie nerd, I am. Do you think this would make a good adaptation to a movie or a TV show? I mean, it'd make a better TV show than movie. I feel like yeah, it's a story that needs a lot of time to breathe. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. Like, it's very weird. Like, I feel like you. it's not that you can't make movies or TV shows about weird stuff. But, like, the people, like, for it to be a success, the people have to be in the mood for it at the time. So, like, yeah. this could come out and be a raging success and just if it comes out the wrong month or the wrong week or like before or after the yeah. wrong movie, you know, like it doesn't become a, like a successful phenomenon. Also, it is a high wire act. Cause shout out to uh, Charles Burns. Like we didn't mention his name enough. Like he put together a piece of art. Like this is a yeah. very weird esoteric thing, but it's really, really good. And like, you have to really find the right hands to not fuck it up because I can see this easily being yeah. something that's like, Oh, this got option. That sounds like it's going to be really neat. And it being a load of crap because I feel mm-hmm. like it is just hard material. You know who I could see doing a really good job of it, a TV show? Unfortunately, I don't remember their names, but the, <laughs> but the people who did good. Legion for FX, because at okay. one, the, 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 the visuals are very similar to this. Like, they're more 60s visuals, but, like, I could see them working with, like, a retro visual, as well as Legion was a weird-ass shit, like, show and and i can see them dealing with weird stuff in a good way that's palatable to normies <laughs> i'm i'm gonna buck against the system and i'm gonna say this would make a shit show or a shit movie okay. well can i we get, think can we get pedro pascal in it maybe a oh he better? is daddy so that's fine <laughs> no but so i told my my co-worker that and she was like excuse me and i'm like oh are you not on the internet enough yeah. to know that he's, he's the internet's daddy he's a new and, piano anyways um yeah he has a very high approval rating on the internet Yes, Absolutely he does. Yes. Um, I said that very matter-of-factly. Like, yes, yes, he does. He does. No, um, but I think part of the beauty of the artwork of this, and all the artwork's black and white. Yeah. Um, 
is that you can it's so finely detailed especially Mm -hmm. eliza's like trippy stoned artwork that she does Mm -hmm. these weird crosses of like like almost like a cultist religious um ideology with like you know weird fucking lsd you know trippy ass trippy ass shit shit. (laughs) and it's just to me that only works on paper yeah I, I, some things i don't think translate well into like a vision like that kind of visual mm-hmm. media but um i mean also like they make spider-man movies and yeah. i we just finished playing well, a game on the ps5 where it looked like a fucking movie and it was a video game so i don't know what they can do yeah but i just don't know how I, well it would translate i so i'm not surprised that fantagraphics was like one of the original publishers of this because this is a total like especially the artwork is very fantagraphics and it reminded me a lot of like um uh, very much of daniel klaus but even more detailed than daniel klaus the guy who did ghost world and um, oh. and, and so so it totally gave me that vibe and like and i've only it does give me that, that vibe but it's nowhere near as mean yeah 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 no absolutely not nowhere near as mean and but but the thing is is that that that's what kind of fucked me up with this book too is because daniel klaus books are more or less like slice of life books and that's kind of the vibe i was getting originally and this was this was a slice of life book and all of a sudden like like you know there's like mutations and yeah yeah you know changes and everything so yeah like Uh... i think that really works for the story as well but and once again like ghost world they did a really good job putting the daniel class feel into a movie so so, okay so i could see them maybe being able to have we done yeah. Ghost World? We haven't done Ghost. No, we uh, Richard and I did it um, as a uh, bonus episode. Okay, but we could actually do Ghost World. Can I ask a question? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So when when I was first into this shit many many moons ago, um, oh god, I really hope no somebody that like I the people that I am friends old friends with don't listen to this. Um. But, like, I had a huge crush on somebody who was really into, like, movies. And so when Ghost World came out or had already been out or whatever, we watched it. And he told me that me, me, okay, but also, like, 20-year-old Carrie, who was a real fucking bitch, was, like, the Thora Birch character. Enid Coleslaw. Yes. Mm-hmm. What did that mean? Um, it's not okay. So, Enid, as what she is in the book, as like an eight between eighteen and twenty year old, um, it, it she's very immature and she's very much a kid and 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 like, but that's normal. I that's, thought it was because she had big tits, and I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> but, and, and like, and, and, and that's she, she's she's. <laughs> but in the but she's a classic like um you know she's like a feminist like character who is is bucking the system and she has like her punk rock day and and all that kind of stuff and like and but but and which is fine as a kid and I think and like because when I read when I read Ghost World when I was in my early twenties I fucking loved Enid Coleslaw and like I thought she was like the coolest girl reading it in my forties when we did it for the episode I was like. Oh man, <laughs> like I had no, no, thank you. <laughs> like she's, yeah. Well, but, yeah, but I think that's hearing it now as an adult, and I'm just like, 
Oh, that yeah. wasn't a compliment. So if we, if we, I think it was a compliment back then. And that's what I'm trying to say. But if you were 40 years old and someone said you were like in the coleslaw, no, that's not a good no. thing. <laughs> yeah, I always, I always sure held on to that, that he was hitting on me. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, and no. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to keep that, that in my heart. That, that was always like a good memory. That for like alternative, like artsy kids, that was back when you were like 20 that was a flirtation but if like i said if, if someone said that but as, an you, adult, okay. as an adult okay so my heart hasn't sunk too no, much no, okay no. Get no. right uh, she, real she real was bad. she was like one step past the manic pixie like dream girl she was like the manic pixie dream girl with the armory boots on that's gonna like stomp your ass if you like fuck with her <laughs> like so she was that's cool funny yeah okay so. Maybe um, we should do Ghost World so we can I can reread it. Yeah, I I, I mean like, like would you mind doing sure. it again, Richard? Yeah, because it, it was yeah. it's oh, a good I book. Forgot you, you, I'm an idiot. You guys already did it for but, extra episodes. But it, it's a good book though. It's worth reading again. And and we didn't do a full episode. We just talked about the differences between the movie and the TV show, or oh. sorry, movie and the comic. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, I I totally got dinner class vibes and i totally got like the the slice of life vibes just in general and like and definitely charles mm-hmm. burns art is not like you know like it's different than klaus is and it's also very good um and i'm not saying like he's a clone or anything of, of that style but no, 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 that, no, no but that's the vibe you get in this book and that helps the weirdness in the book because like if it was like a if it was drawn like in a weird way, like Riley Rossmo. I, I don't know if you guys know who that is. <laughs> no. Like he draws. No really, idea. He draws. Really I, I'm certain you just made up that, that name. <laughs> um, it sounded like check, a made up name. Check, check out Steve Orlando's uh, Martian Manhunter run a few years ago. He did the art of it. You'll see what I'm talking about. Riley Rossmo. Okay. Um, if he did this work, it still he, sounds like a fake name, right? Yeah, it is. It, know, it's yeah. like what a celebrity uses when they check into a yeah. hotel. They don't want to get mushroom. caught. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, he um, he is um, like like his artwork is weird, and it's like and all the proportions are odd, and like yeah, and like and, okay. and like it's like very psychedelic, and so if like Burns's artwork was like that, yeah, it would it it would totally like you know like it would reveal that this is a a fucking odd book right away and i think getting into the story because even on the cover of like the graphic novel it's just a normal picture of a person you have no idea what's inside this book yeah 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 yeah, it is very um it is very unsettling and like off-putting in that way yeah and i and i like that i think that really right it's like off put putting but it's um kind of like uh i think when we're when we covered uh uh, was it something is killing the children and what yes. something and uh oh the the, the chuckly what's it it's yeah. like a lot of the grossness it's there on the page and you know it's there but it's not as gross as it should be like it just kind of you know like it gives you a gasp but like it doesn't like gross you out in a way that it should i don't know yeah. like yeah, it's somehow right. subdued like the way it's something's killing the children like, like we're watching a massacre but it didn't really feel us feel as bad as it should have or same thing, Chuck Lee, what's this like? Oh, that was disturbing, yeah. but it wasn't as disturbing as it should have been. Because it's like, I don't know, it's like handled with kid gloves for us. That's like, here, here, here. Yeah. I'm going to show you something terrifying or gross, but mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm handling your emotions properly. So you're not going to feel too terrible about it's, it's it. Kind, it's kind of like, um, I saw Cocaine Bear over the weekend. And it's kind of like that. There's a part where literally there's a dismembered leg and the, the bear does a, a line of coke off that <laughs> dismembered leg. And 
most of the time it would be really graphic and gross but yet like in the way it's presented in that movie it's like oh this is it's kind of funny because essentially it's a slasher movie but the bear is the uh is michael myers essentially in this in mm. this book or in this movie um but um so really quick richard since we're talking about something is killing children um a listener to the show and also a friend of the show who's been on the show before Rebecca um, when the something is killing the children is being adapted into a TV show by the people who did dark and dark is one of um, Rebecca's favorite shows. Um, so I, oh, cool. I was like, Hey, I was like, Hey, like, like, like check this out. This is really cool. And she's like, Oh, but I can't read, read or really like horror. Like, like, you know, that's the only thing that's kept me from reading this book. And so she's like, do you think I'll like it? And um, I kind of deferred to Carrie because I think I'm desensitized to horror now and like I can't really officially answer that question because like everything seems fine to me and so and Carrie said yeah I think you would it would still be okay for even like a non-horror person do you feel that right. same way Richard like do you think would you recommend that to Rebecca? oh yeah might be listening right now yeah you- um I think yeah no when, when, when we read it and we covered it we felt that way like it yeah. shows you gore but it's not like I don't know. It's it's in a way that's somehow not disturbing, <laughs> like, and it, but it's not played for laughs either. Like you no. get the gravity of the situation, but it's not as disturbing. Like you know, it's like oh, this room is like covered in blood, but like I don't know. I just when I read the book, I felt as though it didn't shake me. Like those scenes didn't shake me that they the way that they would in other books. Just the way that the art style handled it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool. Thank you. So Rebecca. Um, yeah, you can't listen to me because I I've been too desensitized. But yeah, to listen to to Richard and Carrie, <laughs> check it out. Um, anyone else listening to, please. Um, and yeah, check out this book too. I would say um, at least you know like this this is definitely you know you, you know set some candles, dim the lights, you know like um, you know just kind of get in a spooky mood. Oh, and, I and, thought we were no, gonna start like mood. I thought spooky this mood. was going sexy. I was like, well, this is. A- <laughs> This is um NC seventeen. Nah. <laughs> Let's go spooky, not sexy. But yes. It is um, kinda though. Yeah. Oh, it it's, totally it's, is. It's waxy because it's spooky and sexy. This is the this is the most uh vaginas and breasts and penises oh. that I've seen in a comic book in a long time. This is the more dongs than saga saga. <laughs> oh, you know what I'm so excited for? Oh, definitely, for? definitely. For WonderCon is the sexy comic booth. I'm gonna find it. Which one? The one that where they have the the things up, the curtains. And you have oh, to be 18 to go shop in there. Oh yeah, was, was that the Zenoscope? I think I so. Think it was Zenoscope. Can't wait. Go find yeah. porn in comics. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> uh, that's how I'm ending this discussion <laughs> yeah. for myself. <laughs> All right. Well, any final words besides finding porn in comics? Uh-uh. All right. No, no, no. We have to leave it there. Yep. Okay. Sounds good to me. Well, um, yep. So. Hopefully, my descent into madness wasn't too uh, scary for anyone. And uh, thank you for everyone listening, as always. Um, yeah, this this is this show is like the breath of fresh air every week. I love recording with you guys, and Aww. if everyone likes listening to this, let us know because we love recording this. At least I do. I hope you guys do too. I hope I'm not like forcing you guys to do something you don't. No, want. no, no, no. I have a good time. We're yeah. trapped here against our will. He chains us to the podcast okay. machine. Blink twice if you guys need help. Oh yeah, thank you. <laughs> like no one can see you, but blink twice. No one can hear my blink. Yeah, please, I'm blinking so hard. Right? <laughs> um, but yeah, okay. 
Well, we have reached the show. And uh, thank you, everyone, for listening to the show, as always. Um, Instagram, Twitter, GoodPod, CDVPod, uh, Book Colors on Friday. We will announce the next episode um, subject so that you can follow along and uh, read it before we talk about it. Or just be excited that on Thursday we'll be talking about a book that maybe you have or have not heard about. Um, and Richard, where can we find you on the internet? Um, I'm at TopCat360 on all the social medias. I don't know. I'd be doing stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'm looking at, uh, um, what is it? Uh, there's always like video game release news lately. Mm-hmm. They dropped a bunch of uh, Final Fantasy 16 footage this week. That's that's mm-hmm. what I'm checking out on the internet right now. That's, that's what cool. I'm discussing. That is what, that's good. That's good stuff to check out on the internet because I'm, um, I'm excited. I'm excited you had sent over the link of, um, Final Fantasy one through six finally being released as one, um, as one game, which I'm so excited about. So I'm kind of, I, I cannot wait <laughs> to play. Like, it was at the burp of approval. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, um, yeah. And also, yeah, if you if you have a PS5 or play play Spider Man and Spider Man Miles Morales, those are both fun games. I know um, it's not a hot take. I'm not the first person, and yes, I did play New Game Plus just to get the uh, the Bodega Cat costume, oh, which is amazing God. and worth it. Totally worth it because when you do a special move, the cat comes out of the backpack and scratches a a person in the face as you're like kicking them. So it's pretty amazing. It's adorable. Yes, so totally worth it. All right. Well, I'm my um, the email address for the show, which I forgot to say, was better at gmail.com. Drop us a line. Tell us how you're doing. Tell us what you know, your cult would be if uh, if you had to name it after an uh, over-the-counter drug. Is it Advil? Is it Tylenol? Nuprin. Is little. Nuprin? Yellow. Different. different. <laughs> so, you know, let us know. Alka-Seltzer? That one sucks. Okay. Um, not the drug, but the the name. Picot. Picot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Picot. The Picolts, you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Um, that's about on the nose is preparation H. Um, okay. So I'm at Brighton underscore CV on Instagram uh, if you want this madness to continue. And uh, Carrie, um, do you have anything to add? No. No? Okay. Excellent. Well, for Richard and Carrie, then I am Brian, and this has been the Comics Are Better podcast. And remember, comics are better, and everyone deserves comics. Bye. Bye. So long. So long. I, ahoy, you, ahoy. It's funny. I said ahoy, bye, ahoy. and I'm not even going towards the thing to stop the recording. So there we go. Okay. <laughs> bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Kid. All right.